This is Lori Ricciadoni. You are listening to A Taste for All Seasons. The show explores seasonal living, and we do this through food and lifestyle. We cook our way through the seasons here, and it is my intention to offer some lifestyle inspiration, and I hope that I am successful in doing so. In today's episode, I am going to speak to giving the gift of self-love. This is the month we think of Cupid, the ancient Roman god of love, and it is St. Valentine's Day tomorrow. It turns out it was a pretty common name during late antiquity. And as far as anyone can tell, the St. Valentine of Valentine's Day was one of two guys preaching the good word in Rome in the third century. And one of these two was martyred on February 14th, hence the date of Valentine's Day, 269, I believe was the date, thus giving us the date for his eponymous day. Through later folk traditions, right, it has become a significant cultural, religious, and we know commercial celebration of romance and love in many regions of the world. I found that interesting. So Valentine's Day, it can bring up a lot of feelings for many of us. It has for me over the years, particularly if we don't have someone to share it with. And if that doesn't bring up all kinds of emotions, we have culture and hallmark reminding us that we have to do something special on this day. According to myth, Cupid was the winged messenger of the gods and Venus, the goddess of love. Cupid encourages us to give gifts to those we love. But does this include giving a gift of love to ourselves? Hmm. Could loving ourselves first be the path to receive that fruitful relationship that we all desire and deserve, along with a true sense of well-being? It's a good question. So if you are a curious person or cook, stay with us on this journey to self-love. You can listen to all episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts, Also, all the shows are on my website, laurieorchidoni.com. Okay, let's seize the opportunity, being that this is the month that symbolizes love. What do you think about that loving thyself will then push us to take care of our own needs, as well as the needs of the people in our life that we care about? I'm not suggesting to not take care of people and be generous of heart. Absolutely, that's what really... Um, brings joy a lot in my life, I know, being in service to others. But we also have to take care of our own needs. And really, in a world where we have been raised to put others first, I was brought up in that way, self-love can often feel selfish. Setting a time, uh, aside time for ourselves can cause feelings of guilt even. And we can struggle to maintain a dedicated self-love practice. Intellectually, we know that we need to love ourselves, yet oftentimes we have difficulty giving ourselves permission to experience it. It doesn't make its way into our bodies. I'm going to share a couple of practices that I have incorporated into my day that really make a difference and have that self-love land a little bit closer to my heart and in my body. 
And it could simply be a 10, 15 minute yoga practice of gentle stretching to get you ready for the day, or even five minutes, however much time you have, or even a beneficial way to end the day. Personally, I have incorporated this practice into my mornings, which has really opened the doors to a more satisfying day. I can really say that. And I am then in alignment vibrationally to be present and to receive the opportunities, however small they are, that come my way. And also, it's created an opening for those creative ideas to come through, right? We have to get out of the mind into the body. This idea of self-love, self-interest really has me think of the Abraham Hicks teachings. I remember in one uh, video I was listening to, some of the students shared that their friends think that Abraham teaches selfishness. And Abraham's response was, yes, that's right. I like that. We have to be reminded, going back to our uh, our culture, where many of us have learned the importance of success, which oftentimes does not make room for self-care, self-love, right? We learned how to work hard, longer hours, put the time in, you'll be successful, the importance of making money. And not to say these lessons can support us, they do indeed. However, many of us didn't learn how to keep ourselves feeling fueled for this exciting journey called life. Personally, I believe this is where a little self-love can go a long way and also let the universe know that we are ready to receive. Maybe for some of us, self-love is to simply say no if someone is asking for something that doesn't feel like we can give it at that moment. You know, saying no is that loving word sometimes to ourselves. And not that we don't want to support people and be there, but it might just not be the right moment. Fortunately, we're living in an era where the self-love revolution, if you want to call it that, is gaining momentum. Yet we often have trouble doing the work. It makes me think about... um, in the curriculums in school. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we were taught self-love and self-esteem in elementary school? You know, I belong to a spiritual community in Asheville called CSL, Center for Spiritual Living. And every Sunday, they invite kids, that everyone under 18, to come up to the stage. We all face our hands outward and we say, we love you, we bless you, and we know that you are perfect. Can you imagine if that was the message growing up every day that we got that feedback? I don't know, I get very emotional on Sundays when when they're up there, there's little faces just smiling. It's, It's beautiful. And I have found that there are so many opportunities to practice this nurturing essential skill, no matter what our age is, because this will support us to move forward in our life authentically. And then it attracts healthy, nourishing experiences and relationships. That makes sense. It's the law of attraction. Like begets like. Giving ourselves the love that we are searching for, oftentimes outside of ourselves, you know, putting that responsibility on someone else to make us happy. That self-love will bring us to a multitude of loving experiences and relationships. It has for me, and that sounds pretty good to me as well.
So a little recap. Get up 15 minutes earlier if you need to and practice a simple stretching. Add it to your calendar. I put everything on my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it can fall through the cracks, absolutely. And perhaps practice saying no. Of course, in a loving way, let that person know that you're practicing some self-love, even if you think they're going to think that sounds strange, that you're really trying to be a little bit kinder to yourself as well as others. Excuse me. I don't think anyone would argue with that. It might even inspire them. And speaking of inspiration, if you feel inspired from the content shared here, I would love to hear what kind of practices you are incorporating into your life. It could be anything you feel is nurturing. We are all different. You get to decide what you feel that you need. You could reach out to me. You can contact me at laurierichidoni.com slash contact. And I also have a chat button uh, on my website that you could you could put in um, whatever you like there, and I will absolutely get back to you. So shall we bring a bit of self-love into the kitchen? Why not? I think so. It could be making a special dinner for yourself, perhaps a simple savory soup or a healthy sweet to maybe then share with a friend or even a neighbor, because we all need love. We need to receive it and we need to give it. And what better gift than the gift of food? I can't think of any. And if you need a little inspiration with that, check out my heart-shaped espresso chocolate cake. It is absolutely delicious and happens to be grain-free, but I promise you it will satisfy all you lovers of chocolate. And I made a beautiful coconut cream icing that I used actually beet juice to get a little pink hue to it for Valentine's Day. And the full recipe is on my website, uh, laurierichardoni.com slash food. And scroll down a little bit uh, under food for thought, and you will see uh, my monthly articles. There's one in particular called Inviting Others In, and that's where the uh, espresso chocolate cake is. And I am incorporating my monthly articles that I write for a publication here in Asheville on my website. You might find them interesting. This cake also does have, I put a one cup of dark roast coffee in there. I just wanted to add that in. Uh, And it just made it rich and moist and absolutely delicious. As always, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen in today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please spread the love and share it with your friends to scatter this message of seasonal cooking and living. I would like to leave you with a final thought, food for thought. This is an opportune time to take a chance and extend an invitation to someone that perhaps you'd like to get to know better. Not only does inviting others into our life motivate a person to get to know you more, but it can also strengthen the relationship between you and that person that you invited in. I can't think of a better place to get to know people more intimately than inviting them to sit around the table. It could be just sharing a cup of tea or a simple meal or a healthy sweet. I encourage you to find your own inner happiness. Love yourself so we can give love without feeling depleted. And then gain a genuine sense of self. And however you go about this, like any other skill we learn, 
takes practice, practice, and practice. I am wishing you a magical month. Even when the world might be going a bit crazy, it can be thrilling to just keep loving life and yourself with boundless, heart-stretching enthusiasm and gratitude. Until next time, bon appetito.